A lot of action at the Illinois State House, dealing with the budget, dealing with taxes, dealing with crime. But also a bill that is sold as a wage theft bill that passed both chambers now is poised to go to the governor. What does this measure do, especially for those small minority and women-owned contractors? What does it do to the cost of projects? To talk about that here with Springfield's Morning News, I'm Greg Bishop and Dean Graven, an area home builder uh, who knows a lot about the, uh, the, the, the industry and all of the various things that are impacting the industry. Dean, thanks for taking time. Uh, your reaction to this uh, measure that uh, ultimately passed um, before they adjourned session early Saturday morning. Well, it's, uh, it's not good for the consumer, uh, and we never did get uh, factual data on the supporters of this bill where the theft was taking place. So it was very difficult, and we went weeks on end trying to get this information. So I think in a nutshell, it's going to drive up the cost of housing even more. And we already have seen what inflation has done and, and lack of uh, in, uh, skilled labor. So we have this is a bill that makes a small contractor, a home builder, liable for up to 10 years on any of his subcontractor wage, quote, theft. And it just doesn't make any sense because as a general contractor, we pay and get lien waivers to our subcontractors, plumbers, electricians, drywallers. And then the title company says, yep, they signed it. They've been paid. But they've tied into this, and it's just going to drive housing costs because now a contractor is going to have to have somewhere between 1% to 4% of a bond for up to 10 years so that if a employer didn't pay his employee on my project, they could file a claim and file a lawsuit and try to recover. It has nothing to do with in my opinion, wage theft. We're talking with Dean Graven, a Springfield area home builder. He knows the industry. He's been watching it for years. Uh, this bill that ultimately passed, uh, House Bill 5412, uh, the Carpenters Union is in support of this. Uh, the Regional Council putting out a statement saying that uh, uh, it's landmark legislation and that they've been leading the fight against worker exploitation. Uh, and it goes on to essentially talk more about the wage theft issue here. But uh, does the measure that ultimately passed still have a provision that says, hey, if you're uh, if you're a union shop, this measure about wage theft doesn't apply to you. Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head. They're exempt. So collective bargaining groups, union groups uh, do not have to abide by this same rule. So they do not have to have uh, bonds set aside for 10 years on their project. So it really doesn't make any sense if they're in favor of it and they believe there's wage theft, why are they exempt and the uh, small business independent builders, even though some of us uh, in times do use union just because of the labor shortage. Uh, but yeah, they're exempt. So yeah, I guess it would make sense for them to support it and it's gonna drive up costs for their competition. Well, and then uh, reiterate, if you could, about the cost of projects, what this will mean if the governor signs it, and uh, what it means for uh, what everybody, I think, agrees with. We need more affordable housing, but is this going to lead to more affordable housing? No, it does the exact opposite, because the general contractor has to get a bond, and the insurance companies are saying it's 1% to 4% of the wages tied to that project. So, you know, depending on the size of the project, but you just drove up the cost 
exponentially for affordable housing, and we're getting farther away every day from the term affordable housing because material costs are up, labor costs are up, where comp insurance is up, and now a, a wage theft bill that has not been proven that there's a massive wage theft anywhere uh, that we're going to drive up housing costs, which means fewer of us will be able to build affordable homes for those that want to own for the first time or, or possibly move up or senior citizens. So it's doing the opposite of what everybody says we need to have affordable housing. It will push us farther away from that. I think uh, also one of the things that they debated uh, in this on the House floor, I think it was, uh, there were questions about, well, where's wage theft happen? And one of the sponsors said, well, look at Rivian. Rivian didn't pay certain workers and uh, they were sued by the attorney general and Republican shot back and said, hey, that means that the system works right now. If wage theft happens and they can uh, follow up on that. So we'll see what happens with this bill, Dean. Go ahead. No, that's a. I'm glad you brought it up because see, that's a huge commercial job, and and what they applied 5412 to is residential, and and that's the those you know you're talking a car plant versus a single family or duplex home, they they don't even fall in the same category of contractors. I mean, this it uh, really is disturbing to see a. I call it the blanket approach. They're going to throw this blanket over everything because there was wage theft, I assume. Uh, I haven't seen that over in normal, but that is a multi-million dollar project and had nothing to do with residential. So why throw the residential and push farther away for us to build affordable housing? Dean, one last thing here off of this subject, but on something else we've talked about in the past in about 30 seconds here, what's the status of that measure that was going to require um, you know, EV vehicle charging stations in uh, new residential complexes or in rebuilds? As my favorite saying, it's now a zombie bill. Bills never die, as you know that. They never <laughs> die. But it's, it's still out there. It did not get voted on. Uh, fortunately, it, we got our point across that Technology is changing so fast that the numbers that they were throwing out uh, didn't make a lot of sense. And again, you're driving the consumer price of homes just going up because they someone wants to have every house, new house, have electric charging station. And not all of us can afford uh, electric cars. And then the system itself of how do you get it there? So that bill is uh, in zombie land. Okay. Well, and, and like you said. Uh... <laughs> They're coming back in the fall after the election where they can pass more stuff. So we'll see what happens. Dean Graven, area home builder, greatly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. We'll connect again soon, all right? Thanks, Greg. See you.